Yep, all ticked. One more to the tick. Live. You have built a belting business at home and you want to get your business into a commercial premises and take it the next level. We're going to show you how. Stick by. We're going to talk about it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 389. Myself, Michael Berger, Mark Novak, taking a booming business from your house where all the biggest companies in the world have started, Google, Microsoft, and I'm sure there's many others. But once you've, once you've got the business booming, taking that step into a commercial property from a retail shop, a factory, office space can be very, very daunting and you don't know where to begin because owning your own business is quite unique. So it's not like, it's not like, I don't know, going to school where there's everyone, like it's not something very common that you can just talk to your neighbor and say, hey, where did you go? So I think, Mark, what we talked about today, we're very helpful to people, give them a bit of a starting point. Step one, what, what do you got to think of? And then how do you make the, the dream a reality? How are you, Mark? And who better than to give the advice? Who better to give the advice than commercial number one yeah. in the country commercial agent Michael Bergio? Congratulations again! Thank you, and the principal Mark Novak, DY Agency of the Year from Raymay Agents. So we've got some two really good um, aspects uh, to give you advice from. So. Mark, step, maybe the, let's start with you from more of the personal side of owning your business, knowing when to take it. And I, um, when do you think the time is right or is there a never time right? But I'm sure they're like, yeah, you get started. When should you start thinking about it? Do, is it something that you open your own, you get your own shop before you need it or maybe after you know you needed it, you know, I could have done this a month ago, but things went well. Like, take us through that, and then we can go through that, maybe the technical side. Look, I think the growing pain in your business, Verge, of like, you know, you've got a business and you just know that it is really holding you back at more and more and more to almost to a critical point where, again, you know what, I just know this is the right move in my gut. I just know if I get a commercial premises, uh, it, my business is going to expand. I just know my customers are going to love it. I just know um, if you've got any staff, you know, they're going to love it. Um, I just know that it's a growing pain in my business. So I think you've got to be, you've got to be ready ready to take that step, but it's almost going to make its decision for you uh, yeah. to go into a new premises and you've got to go, right, now I'm going to go hunting. It's true. You've got to be honest with yourself as well. Like you don't want to, like say you lose business and that's because maybe you couldn't service them quick enough because you're so busy. You don't want to make other excuses to why you didn't get that business. You want to be like, well, maybe if, if I had the bigger premise, if I had my own premises, I would have a commercial address. I think people underestimate that having a, a pit like for Northern Beaches, having a Pitwater Road address or a Windbourne address. Um, a lot of people will rent a desk in a co-working space so they've got a business address rather than a residential address. I know that's a big decision a lot of people make, having staff. So as Luke just says, have a crack. So you will know. And I think um, 
a lot of people, they don't regret doing it too soon. They regret not doing it soon enough um, is probably a, a, some good advice there. But so moving from your garage or your home office, I think you've got to decide where you want to move to, um, to getting a shop where maybe do a bit of a survey of your clientele, how it works. Because I think the worst thing some people do, Mark, when they call me, they're like, I'm looking for a premises and um, I can go sort of anywhere. And they don't re- and it's like, well, how big? You-? And like, I don't, I don't know, it's not that big. Or they don't know one, a specific area they want to go in and how big they need. They're like, oh, I may have five or 20 staff. It's like, well, you've got to have a bit of a blueprint in your mind of, let's say, maybe use a simple one like a cafe. It's like, are you a cafe for takeout or are you going to be, Seat or maybe not, yes, or seating in. How much room do you need for a kitchen? How much room do you need for waiting area, seating area? Like, you need to have that ready of your model. So, because put it this way, Mark, Mark, everyone, the more information you give the real estate agent, like, I want to be in DY, I need 60 square meters, I can go up to 80. I've got a budget of 45 grand. I need to be there, but in two months, but I can wait through, like, the more information you know and you give the agent, the easier, the smoother the process will be rather than think of it like it's like someone for residential going, I want to buy an apartment. And the agent's like, where? And you're like, Sydney. It's like, well, there's a thousand suburbs. Where? What's your budget? I don't know. It's just like that you've got to be detailed and you've really got to have that honest look at your own business and know what figures you do. I think because a lot of people go into it a little bit blind. They're just like wing it and just make money. Like not even make money. Service clients make the product. And they don't necessarily also break growth. it. I think, I think growth is really important, guys. Um, be realistic with your growth because it can be very expensive to move your business twice within a couple of years. So I, I think that sometimes if the view if at the moment rents on commercial are actually really competitive it's actually a great time if you're going to business to secure a commercial premises particularly in retail you may have think thought to yourself i don't really know if i i need shop front um but sometimes shop fronts now are quite compelling quite cheap so i go heck i'll just take it anyway but you know if you are, if your business does potentially grow quickly or could grow quickly or has grown quickly, it may be an idea to take a little bit more than you need. Um, even subletting, Michael, like, you know, getting um, getting something that's got that potential for scope to grow is very important, guys. Moving your business, you lose a lot of money um, because it costs, it costs you time and it's disruption to your business. So as soon as you've moved that business, make sure you've got enough room for later if it's growing that well. That's so true as well. Like you may want to save that $100 a week, but in a year you're moving again and it may cost 10 or 15 grand, so you may as well. Um, but I think that's key. If you can get a space that you can sublease or rent a desk out to try and uh, cover it and then grow into it is big. And, and of course, it's hard. You don't have years of experience or the track record in the business to budget it, but you, you need a factor in growth and, and how you can make that work. Um, and Miles made a and shot. You just, you, just, you just mentioned rent a desk out. So that, that is that is an opportunity for people, yeah? Yeah, so you may you may only need – and what, what does that involve? Yeah, so you may be doing an office fit out. You 
you have, eight, let's say you got eight staff and you could get a property that houses nine, but you go, I may want to grow. So let's get somewhere that I can have 20 staff. Um, and then I will sublease three or four of the desks out to other people who may be in the same complex or some other, a friend of mine who works from home who wants to have an area to work in. And then when my business grows in a year or two, then I've already got the places to go. I don't have to do a new fit out. I don't have to look. I don't have to change the mailing address on things like it. Just have it all set up. So see, and that's a good way to do it. And it can get you really thinking because then you may incorporate other businesses that help your business as well, not just as a rental income. Like you may be a, a town planner and you can bring an architect in or something like that. So start thinking that way as well because you're right, that disruption does cost money. And the big thing is you're controlling the lease. So you may think, well, what's the benefit of me just like taking up, taking your bigger premises um, and getting in a couple of getting in a couple of people to share on the rent? The thing is, you're you are the leasee. You are running that head lease. So that then means that if if you need to grow your business, um, then those guys are effectively only they're only paying for a short-term lease that they've got so you can ask them to go in the event of your business needing to grow into super important and miles made a great question shopfront versus commercial suites what's the difference in price pros and cons mark touched on just previously that retail is really good at the moment and to put that in perspective retail let's say main road used to be 700 to a thousand a square meter compared to say office which was high quality office would be four to five, 450 a square meter. We're seeing retail at five to 700 a square meter and office say three to four. So you may look at now you're getting a discount on, on retail and your business. I think it's, you've got to look at your business and go, do you have many clients coming to the property? Because it's, it, it can all, and do you need, and that is a bit more exposure. Like exposure can never hurt. Cause I find a lot of people are very quick to dismiss the exposure a shopfront gives their business, you can't. It's you can't. Real estate's value. a perfect example. Exactly right. So it's either you could spend maybe two hundred dollars extra a week on a shopfront, have more convenient, potentially more convenient parking, access, availability, or you got to do online marketing. So you would. Yeah, um, online marketing. So it works either way. What's your thoughts with that, with real estate, Mark? Because I know a couple other agencies chose to go to a first floor once come back. What was your thought then and now? It's just cutting out a bit. Anyway, he, oh, is he back? Mark? I'll yeah, look, then... Yeah, I, th I think that real estate, like you said, is a perfect one. We we often have a massive arm wrestle about um, do you not do you need to be um, and I know uh, animals uh, not in a, in a shop front um, and we have some of our agents in our area not in a shop front and then we've got other agents that are in a shop front. And I think it's, it's there's there's no there's no wrong or right. You've got to sit well with you and your business, um, but. With, with real estate, um, for example, we've got 70,000 cars going past our office a day. So we're buying eyeballs. Um, <clears throat> we're a very, very, very localised 
very localised business. So those local eyeballs are very, very important. So I think to consider, if you're considering moving your business and growing your business, guys, consider if you do want to buy those eyeballs, if you do need to buy those eyeballs, because they're going to be going past your shop in front of every day. Super, super important. For us in real estate, it's a free hit. Yeah, exactly right. Well, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, obviously, it's it's free because it's set up, but it's not because of the rent compared to say an office. So, just like a property marketing, it's do I put a signboard yeah. up? Do I do I do a letterbox drop? Do I do a thousand database calls? Let's say you got the budget for one. Like you, you pick what you you may save on a letterbox drop but do a bigger signboard and i think it's just it's like with any business you got to remember there that energy's got to go somewhere if you want to do well some people may just go to an office but they're not doing additional marketing elsewhere so people know where they are or some people will go to the shop front and feel like they got it they can do less yeah. other marketing because they've got the shop front so i know you always love talking about that transfer of energy with economy property like anything and I think your business location is one of them. So if you're moving from the home office, you need to weigh that up. Are you happy Are you happy to be first floor with no exposure? Because you may have a booming Instagram business, social media business, and it just, you can do that. You'd rather do that. Or do you need a bit more attention? You may not have the biggest social media presence yet, and you want to get between people's eyeballs, so a shop at a traffic lights, even though it'll cost you more, allows people to look over and go, hey, what's their business? And then they Google it, you know what I mean? So you've just got to work okay. out what's going on. Couple, couple of quick questions. Uh, how, you're new, how much bond do you need to put down for a new premises? Uh, generally three months bond. Three months, oh, so that's gonna be three months of uh, the, the month, three months of the rent. Yes. has to be paid up front in addition to the rent. In addition to what taking about five months of rent needs to be paid up front. One or two months for a holding deposit, which will go to your rent, yeah. and then three months for a yeah. bond. So it costs you five months. Uh, what sort of term, what's the minimum term I can pay, I can get? So I'm, a new, I'm going to be taking this new premises do i take five years three years one year six months what how, how long are yeah. the 10 years that are available generally one year is probably a lot of the time the minimum but you need to factor in your setup cost if you have quite a minimal setup cost then you're okay with a one-year lease because You've got, if you're spending 30, let's say you're doing a restaurant, you're spending 50 That's grand a or 100 grand. If you're spending 100 grand for a fit out, you don't want to run, you may, you don't want to run the risk of ha potentially being kicked out after one year. So you got to balance that up as well. So I think smaller your setup costs, the shorter the lease. But some people have a small setup cost, but they take a long lease because they know their business. But we're talking about new new people here. The bigger the setup cost, as much as you may want a shorter lease, because if it doesn't go right, you're, you're not locked in. Be very weary of that, that you spend a fortune and two years you could be gone. Um, but there is something to help that. It's called an option agreement. So you can take a short lease, like a two-year lease, and have an option for three years. So if the first two two years goes well, you can say yes, extend for three years automatically, but you have a small window to do that. 
you've got generally and the owner can't say no if you've got an option in that window so in a 12-month period you'll have generally three months to answer yes or no if you miss that free-for-all the owner could double your rent even though you had the option I think that's a wrap and that is moving your business that's it that is moving your business into a uh, into a new premises if you're a brand new business from home the do's the don'ts the uglies the a b c's and d's of it all anything we missed probably a lot but if any but i think that covers a lot of it the mindset a little bit of the technical um side of it but feel free to reach out happy to take calls answer questions about that um commercial is very difficult compared to residential not many people have done it there's not a lot of data online like it's just so reach out if you need happy to help awesome awesome thanks everyone Love you guys yeah, bye.